everyone, and welcome to Yelling from the Couch. I'm Brent Humphreys, and this week I have with me a co-host, Gene's Got Picks, Twitter personality, at hey, Gene53. How are you doing, Gene? Thanks for having me. It's pretty, uh, pretty awesome to talk about sports today, huh? Oh, yeah. It's a good day to talk about sports, of course. Uh, I'd like to start off every week with uh, the best thing I saw from the last week and the worst thing I saw from the last week. So I'll go ahead and start. Uh, the best thing I saw uh, is going to be uh, – it's kind of – it's you know, after it's going to sound a little funny because my worst thing is like the most recent thing. So the best thing I saw for myself personally was the Reds go out to Los Angeles – and they take two out of three from the Dodgers and look yeah, really good. Take first place back after Milwaukee gets swept by Atlanta. And, you know, we're riding that high, you know. I mean, it's looking pretty good. Mm-hmm. But I'll let you do your best of the week, and then I'll go with my worst. Uh, so if you would like to, uh, go ahead and uh, give me your best of the week, Gene. My, my best of the week is um, hearing the Joe Barrow news about um, him being able to walk. Uh, I'm sure a lot of uh, Cincinnati Bengals fans uh, were holding their breath hearing the, uh, you know, the news about him being carted off the field. Absolutely. Um, but I will. My my best is is a mix of a little bit of worry still, only because I worry if Joe Joe Burrow has had injury problems in the past. Yes. But with that being said, I think the Bengals should look into spending maybe a premium of getting a backup quarterback. Because, I mean, if you look at the depth chart, Jake yeah. Browning and Trevor Simeon, yeah. I, I mean, this Bengals team is ready for a Super Bowl now. If, yes. if Joe Burrow can't be available for a certain week, I don't know if Jake Browning is going to get the job done. But it's still great news hearing um, – He's able to walk without a limp, uh, no crutches or anything like that. So that's my best thing from last week to hear. Yeah, uh, and I agree with that was going to be my best thing. But because last week, my worst thing, I recorded right after he had went down and there was an uncertainty of what was going on, whether it was a his calf or uh, Achilles or if he was just yeah, cramping. Achilles would have been a man. That would have hurt. Yes, and like you said, they need to go out and they need to get somebody else like uh, – uh, I seen Teddy Bridgewater was available. Teddy, yeah. you know, two two glove Teddy. I mean, I'll take him over the other two guys. He's got the experience. Yeah. He, you know, he's decent. Uh, maybe be a decent backup just in case something would happen. Because I mean, you can't really trust Trevor Simeon or Jake Browning or you know Drew Plitt or whoever they signed you know off the streets uh, to lead this team to a Super Bowl if something happens to Burrow or get him by a couple of weeks. You know. Uh, yeah, but yeah, you know that was probably a close runner-up on my best t- too. You know, <laughs> uh, so uh, we'll uh, switch over in now to the worst thing I saw from last week, and like I said, uh, it's going to kind of overtake my best because it is also the Reds dropping three or four to Chicago, and not just dropping three or four to Chicago, getting beat down, allowing yeah. I forget how many <laughs> runs I could, I lost count. 
<laughs> at two games, they give up 36 runs. They have their backup catcher in there pitching for two innings because why not? Uh, ben Lively <laughs> gives up 13 runs on Tuesday. And, you know, at, at that point, David Bell's like, just go ahead, get it out of your system. <laughs> just, you know, we're not winning this. We're not going to waste our arms out here. So, yeah, that was my worst of the week because you had that all that momentum and now you let the Cubs right back in it. And now they're two games behind you, and Milwaukee takes back over first place. It's just frustrating to see. Uh, yeah, that would definitely be frustrating seeing um, not only a team that's, you know, you're, you're basically competing with for playoff spots, but for them to basically embarrass you, putting up, at, like, like you said, the past two, uh, two, two games, 36 runs, like that is – yeah. Video game numbers, like you don't hear yeah. about that every day. So, um, it, that was definitely and you, a problem. And you know, if it was the Atlanta Braves doing that, I understand. But I mean, it's the Cubs. I mean, yeah, definitely. You know. If the Braves, you know, if you lose to the Braves, hey, that's a um, that's a that's a contending World Series team. Like they have a great roster. Chicago yes. Cubs. I mean, they are good in their own way, but they are. Right. I wouldn't necessarily say I'm. I'm nervous about them in the play. Uh, seeing them in the playoffs. Right. I mean, they they're they've got decent players, decent lineup, and that's that's it. It's decent. It's not the Braves where the Braves can just you know put them runs on like nothing. But you yeah. made the Cubs look like the Braves uh, those games, <laughs> and it's just come on now, you know. <laughs> uh, right. My I, is it uh, on me for the worst that I saw? Yes. I, I we're, we're kind of on the same route. Um, the worst thing I saw was the activity for the Reds on the trade deadline. I I truly felt like they needed that one veteran pitcher um, that may been a one year uh, uh, left on its contract or something that would be a, a cheap option to trade for. Um, yes. But seeing them not go for that, knowing that, you know, this is kind of one of the magical years that the Reds are having with all this young talent that they have, that one veteran pitcher probably would have just put you over the top. And it was pretty disappointing seeing them not at least go for somebody like Lance Lynn, who uh, ended up going to the Dodgers. I feel like that could have been a very, at least serviceable guy to have on your team for this uh, final stretch. Absolutely, man. Uh, they made one deal, and they got Sam Mole from the A's, and that's a bullpen help. But you needed that starter. And the, the the day of the trade deadline, that night is when Ben Lively goes out and gives up 13 runs as a starter. <laughs> it's like, okay, tell us something right there that we should have went out and got a starting pitcher. Yeah, at least Let got us, you know, on his way out from his current team to have one, you know, I understand you don't want to, you know, give a lot of your farm system away. I don't. I'm not too uh, familiar with the Reds' farm, um, who who would be a, a quality player to send out. But you got to do something, you know. Definitely with the with the roster that you have built right now, that's having the success this season. You got to make that final push. Yep. Because that they've got the lineup that can do it. Uh, they've got a few starting pitchers. I know. I guess they're they're counting on when uh, Hunter Green comes back and Nick Lodolo. But at the same mm -hmm. time, they've been hurt all year. You yeah, don't really know. Say, what 
expect when they come back. Uh, has has what, what's the update for Nicola Dolo? Because I haven't I haven't really heard any news on is he coming back in in later in August or is he going to be here for the playoffs? Like what? I, I haven't so, heard much about him. So the last update that I heard, it, originally he was supposed to come back in August, and now I think they pushed that back to early September for him. And Hunter Green, they're targeting around August 20th for him to come back. But okay, uh, like I said, yeah, these guys are injured. You can't really bank on them to come in and, and, you know, who knows? They come out there and something happens the first pitch they throw, and there you are again. Same situation. Do you really okay, want to try have, out Weaver every five days? I mean, you know. Yeah, I was, I was about to ask. I have a – would because I'm not necessarily a Reds fan. I'm a Rangers fan, but I, you know, I'm a yeah. baseball up. Do the Reds really have confidence in guys like Graham Ashcraft, who, who you're throwing out today? Like, do we have confidence in these guys that they can at least give us five, six innings, day in day out? Or are we always holding our breath with these guys, hoping that we're getting a bunch of runs? Because that is what the Reds have been known for. If our pitch is going to give up five, guess what? We're going to put ten runs on you now because we kind of need that run support. So uh, Graham Ashcraft, he he started off really slow. He gave up a lot of runs early on in the season. But his last five or six starts, he has picked it up to the level he was last year. And he was probably the best pitcher in the rotation last year because he stayed healthy and he pitched the whole year. Uh, so, you know, he's he's done good the last few games. But, like, last night, here's a stat. Uh, Luke Weaver it was a crazy stat before his last – where, like, the last 10 starts he had, the Reds were 9-1, and one, and he had, like, an 11-something ERA. It was, like, the highest ERA for a pitcher with a team with the, that record ever or something like that. And it was, like – you know, whenever he pitches, they're like, okay, we got to get out there and we got to score a bunch of runs. But then, like, when Andrew Abbott comes out and pitches, it's like, well, maybe two or three will get it because we know that he'll hold it down. But, yeah, they they needed a lot of – they needed some starting help, and they just – they didn't go out and get it. And I didn't understand that at all. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely think that I, – I still think the offense can – give y'all that magical run regardless who you do throw out because that's kind of how it's been all year anyway regardless yeah. who's thrown out the offense has produced so you know it, it does suck to not see your front office make that final push for you but yeah. you do know that you can score with the best of them like you said you saw if you had to see the Braves I'm not necessarily gonna jump off you know, off the mountain and say that the, the Reds could beat the Braves in a series if they had to see them. But oh. I would say that they could score with them. Like, it's not like the uh, the Reds will just lay down for anybody. Um, in fact, speaking of my Rangers, um, I feel like we kind of helped y'all turn around that season because when we see y'all um, at Great American, uh, y'all swept us. And I was, I yeah. was worried because I didn't necessarily know much about this Reds team, and I was, you know, thinking of from maybe past years, or like, you know, the Reds aren't, you know, the most, uh, have, haven't won the most, you know, had the most winning seasons in the past, but this year's completely different Reds team. Uh, oh, yeah. You can see, 
you can see the young guys have, has lit a fire uh, throughout the clubhouse, and they're just ready to go. And the thing with that Rangers series, uh, that was in at the end of April, I believe. And the mm-hmm. Rangers had a, I believe, a five-run lead one game, a six-run lead one game. And the Reds yeah. came back in like the eighth and the ninth inning to store all these runs. And this, yeah, was before, this was before Matt McClain was called up. This was before Ellie was called up. Uh, so I mean, this was, you know, before the youth movement happened. And then when that youth movement happened, it was like a shot in the arm for the, the club. Will yeah. Benson got sent down, and he was tearing it up in the minors, and he like had like a old fifty something average when he left, and now he's come back, and he's like he's one of my favorite players to watch. He plays with passion, and like he hit that walk off home run against the Dodgers, and it's like okay, this guy's yeah, that, something now. That was pretty nice to beat the to win to take a series from the Dodgers, show something because. Uh, the Dodgers may not have also like the greatest pitching, but they are also a team that is known for all right. If our pitcher give up five, we're about to score ten because we know what we need to do. Right, unless Clayton Kershaw's out there pitching and he's injured right now, so we didn't have to see him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, uh, and you know another thing, uh, Jonathan India, he was sent to the injured list right before the trade deadline, and the rumors were swirling all week that. The Reds may deal Jonathan India for a starting pitcher, uh, but he was injured, and I guess that kind of fell off the table. I was kind of 50-50 on that. I like India. I thought a couple years ago, his rookie year, he was the best player on the team uh, because, uh, you know, he gave us something to look to be excited about, uh, you know, this yeah, rookie I, guy. Yeah, I, I was a bit confused, too, hearing uh, John India uh, being in trade talks because – from the outside looking in, if you ask me about the Reds or, like, who is the leader of the Reds, yeah, you have Joey Votto. Um, but for the as far as, like, the new school, the new Cincinnati Reds, I would look at India as the guy, as the face. Uh, you know, you do have your Ellie DeCruz. Uh, he, he probably more so will be the face because his mm. game is so exciting. But... I, for as far as the Reds club, I, I just always thought India would be the, the guy that you look for as, like, the team captain, uh, right. you know, why? Yeah. I, I, you know, like I said, I could see where they were wanting, you know, because there's guys coming up that could, like, possibly take his place and everything. But at the same time, he is that leader of that clubhouse, and everybody's looking up to him. And if you trade your captain away – what is that going to do to team chemistry for the rest of the season? Like, and if now they would have that, traded him for Lance Lynn. Yeah, go ahead. No, sorry, but not only that, like contracts. What do you guys say about, you know, when it's time to do contract talks, that uh, where's the loyalty? You know, you look, like I said, you see a guy like India, you kind of look at him as the, the captain of this team, and if you just ship him off for – if you shipped off India for Lance Lynn, then that would be a problem because yeah. you, you don't ship off a, a caliber player for a guy that's maybe a season or two out the league. I, I don't think that would have worked out, but it, yeah, it, it, I, I don't think so either. Cause like India has got like four or five years left of team control. 
and you're going to ship him off, your team captain, off for a guy who's just going to be there for the rest of the season and who's, like, on the back end of his career, you know, it, that wouldn't have been a good look for the Reds, definitely. And like you said, when uh, the contracts come up and the loyalty, you know, like, where is the loyalty? It's not here, you know. Yeah. So, uh, so uh, moving on now. Uh, uh, so we'll talk a little trade deadline here. Uh, big news there. Uh, Max Scherzer uh, is traded to the Texas Rangers. Oh uh, yeah. How did you feel about that trade? Man, I I will speak for all of Ranger Nation. We were ready to throw a parade. Um, <laughs> we, I would say the Rangers have surprised many people with our pitching staff because if you told me Evaldi would have been an all-star this year, I probably would have looked at you crazy. Uh, because, yeah. I mean, he, had, he has had very serviceable years, but, I, I mean, he has been playing lights out this season. Um he, I think he's dealing with a bit of a, a arm soreness right now, so we're kind of giving him a little bit of a break. But bringing in uh, Mad Max, I mean, that's a uh, that's a guy that you bring in and you know that um, not only will he be serviceable, but he can at least in that in those uh, playoff series, you're hoping that he can uh, you know keep guys off base. Uh, you know, because his, his strikeouts are, are pretty good. I think he had nine strikeouts uh, yesterday, even after the whole first inning uh, meltdown, which had which did have us a little nervous, I would say, uh, seeing him uh, have the bases loaded and them, you know, uh, bringing in three runs that first inning. But it is it's very exciting right now for the uh, Rangers. I think, um, I think seeing them... I was at the game when they lost their hundred, uh, when they had their hundred loss, and uh, I would say it was very, very depressing because you base they basically have to do dollar hot dog night every day to sell tickets because nobody wants to watch those guys play. Uh, but now it's 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 a very exciting time in Texas for baseball. That uh, that sounds like the Cincinnati Reds the last few years, uh, dollar hot dog nights from August to the end of the season just to uh, get some people in there. Uh, it's pretty sad, but uh, this year I don't think either one of those teams will be having dollar hot dog nights at the end of the year. No. Uh, no. And back to Mad Max there. You, you mentioned Mad Max, uh, the nickname there. Uh, he He's one of my favorite pitchers to watch because so emotional on the mound. The video <laughs> of him – where he is looking and he is just cussing out the batter when he's getting ready to throw it. Have, have you seen that video? Yes, I have. I mean, oh, I, my God. That's what I love it, man. That is the attitude you want from your guy. He's not necessarily the ace anymore, I, I say, but that is Rough. the attitude from the guy on the team that you have faith in that you're throwing yes. out there. Ever since I've seen that, I was like, all right, there's two things I know about this guy right here. I would want him on my team, and I would not mess with him if I was a batter. If he threw in on me, because that guy is crazy, and you don't go yeah. after crazy, you know? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, Matt, uh, Matt is definitely a character. I mean, I, you know, seeing him with the Mets, uh, 
la- the last few seasons. That the, the mess kind of just, I don't know what it is. It kind of, if it's a curse or somebody puts some voodoo or something on the mess, they just cannot figure it out. They spent so much money and yeah. they just can't figure it out. And I think this is a, um, seeing, I think Max is a bit relieved now knowing he doesn't have to deal with that New York media because I'm sure that's very annoying day in and day out. You're in the tabloids about something. Yeah. Uh, Texas media is a bit more relaxed. You know, Texas, you know, you know it's, it's a more relaxed state as far as the media coming after you. Uh, so I, I think this, this change of scenery will, will help our Max a lot for uh, at least for next year. I think he has one year left on his deal, so we'll have him next year. So I think this will help at least revive the last few years for him. Yeah. Uh, the Mets also traded uh, their other pitcher, uh, Justin Verlander, back to the Astros. Oh, he had just man. left to go sign to the Mets, and he's he's back in Houston. So they both go to te- they go both both go to the state of Texas uh, from the Mets. I I'll be honest. I was six months seeing that the uh, Mets uh, shipped them back to Houston. I mean, out of all teams, Houston—that's who you called up to trade the Houston yep. app. Like, come on, you can't do that. Yeah. Yeah, uh, he just boosts boosts that Astros uh, rotation a little bit. He's a little bit older, you know. Scherzer's older too, but these guys have still got something left. Yeah. Uh, so they they done that to try to get the playoff push. Former Red Michael Lorenzen uh, shipped off to the Phillies. Uh, that's yeah. yeah. Uh, did he also play yesterday? If I'm correct. Yeah, I believe so. Uh, he made the All Star game this year, and I. Think, I'm thinking his record was like I think he had a losing record making the All Star game this year. Yeah, the All Star game was a bit uh, tricky, seeing that uh, a lot of people have sat, a lot of pitchers have sat out, so you kind of had to uh, do, yeah. deal with what you had. But uh, I still think Lorenzen, you know, for for what it is, he's still a very good pitcher for what it is. That record. I was always a Michael Lorenzen fan uh, when he played here. Uh, he, was, he was a decent – he started out as a starter, and then they moved him to the bullpen, and then they moved him back to the starter, and then they played him in right field some because he could hit. <laughs> you know, he was – he was he was, he definitely wasn't Shohei, but, you know, he, he still had a little bit of that, you know. Uh, I'm happy that – the Phillies made a, a push. I, I didn't. I was surprised that they made a push, but Lorenzo should give them that that extra arm that they need to to try to to get over the hump. Yeah, um, the Orioles uh, traded for Jack Flaherty from the Cardinals. That's uh, probably one of the other biggest. You know, an arm there. Of course, the the Cardinals wasn't going to make an in division trade with the Reds. Uh, there's just that hatred there between the teams, and they wasn't going to help them out for the playoff push. So that was another option, but didn't didn't come through. Uh, yeah, the, the, the player, is, uh, he he got to stay healthy. He's a great pitcher when he when he can be on the field, but he got to he got to stay on the field. The best available, the best uh, thing to do is be available, and uh, he he got to that's that's one thing you need to make sure. Yeah. All right. Uh, 
we're going to switch topics here, and we're going to hop off of baseball there for, for the week, and we're going to go to the NFL. Uh, so first off, uh, the uh, biggest news, I believe, for the NFL for the past week was, uh, you know, aside from Joe Burrow not being seriously injured, of course, you know, that's the homer pick in me. Yeah. Uh, well, who's your NFL team, I ask? Uh, I am a Dallas Cowboys fan. Ah, the Cowboys. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm back. I'm back too much. It was, I'm kind of uh, just homegrown, you know. It was my whole I, family Cowboys, so it's kind of nothing just wrong in, with that. You're a homegrown fan. That there ain't no there ain't no problem with that at all. Yeah. Cowboys are in your backyard there, you know, you're a Rangers fan, so I mean it makes sense. That's what I when I asked, I kind of figured where you was going there, but uh <laughs> yeah. uh so uh, what I think the biggest news was from the past week was Jonathan Taylor from the Indianapolis Colts requesting oh, yeah. a trade. And immediately afterwards, Jim Ursay saying, "He ain't going nowhere basically." <laughs> <laughs> what were your thoughts on that? It is that that's almost probably one of the most toxic situations going right now in the NFL because not only is Jonathan Taylor yeah he had a down year last year but as a whole the Colts was just terrible but this whole thing with the running backs not getting paid or not getting a true value I I think is. It's, it should be case by case because, yeah, you see a running back like Dallas had with Zeke. He was only getting three yards per carry. So, obviously, yeah, you can't be paying a guy like that $15 million. But yeah. Jonathan Taylor, the year before last, had 1,800 yards. Yep. Like, you can't – yeah, you know, that type of production is not going to necessarily happen every year. Definitely on running back when you're – always running them into the ground each season. But when that's kind of your offense, and definitely with a rookie quarterback with Richardson, who's going to need to hand the ball off, you can't throw the ball with Richardson, I think, 30 times a game. It's just not going to work out. You need to run. You need those. You need a guy like Taylor who can run the ball 20, 25 times and, and keep the chains moving. Oh, yeah. I think it's a bit of a slap to the face when when your owner is basically saying, no, we wouldn't even trade you, but at the same time, we're not going to give you a contract that shows your true value. It's kind of a, a, a smack to the mouth. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Uh, well, I mean, you know, like you said, Anthony Richardson is going to be starting, you know, quarterback. I watched Anthony Richardson in college at Florida because I'm a U.K. football fan, right? Mm -hmm. And I saw him play, and I, I didn't see, you know, I saw the potential, but I didn't see him, you know, I saw the raw potential, but I didn't see him as a top five quarterback pick, you know, top five draft pick. So the first few years, if they're going to develop him, he's going to have to have a good running game behind him. And Jonathan Taylor yeah. is one of the best you could have 
but you make your running back mad like that, and it's like, okay, so the Colts are going to, you know, kind of, you know, fold it in for the season already before it gets started, your owner's saying? Yeah. Your guy's not happy. He's not going to play anyways. And then what do you do? You know, who who is the backup Colts running back? I, not only I, that, uh, I mean, you look at the receivers, yeah, Pittman is, is your number one, but – is he really like a number one? I think Pittman's a high, his ceiling is a great number two receiver. He, you know, you're not you're already basically handcuffing your quarterback, your rookie quarterback, with you know his, not having his best talent surrounding him. It's yeah. a terrible situation. Right. Yeah. So I I don't know how that's going to resolve. Uh, they put him on the uh, the pub list, I believe. Uh, you know. For now, uh, but yeah, it's it's going to get ugly before it gets better because the the owner of the Colts he's he's pretty hard headed on stuff, uh, so I don't see him, you know, backtracking any way on that. Yeah, I mean, you go up to the media and say what you said. Uh, I I forgot exactly how the quote was, but it's like if if I'm gone and Jonathan Taylor's gone, like the NFL basically wouldn't will keep on moving like. It's true. Yeah. That is right. very much true. But you don't tell your your young running back like Taylor is not in not in his thirties. Like you don't tell yeah. your young running back that oh when this nobody's gonna ever remember you. Like that, that's that's not what you do to and, your guy. And what's that say about the rest of the players on that team? Oh well, he thinks that about him. He's not gonna back him, our best player. Yeah. He's definitely not going to back me or any of the other guys on the roster. Yeah, if I was that, that just yeah. If I was a third string tight end, I would my feelings would be hurt. Because what are you <laughs> <Yeah>. saying? <laughs> like, you saying I don't matter? I, you know, I'm fighting for my my life to make this team. You're saying that in two years nobody's going to care about me? Like, come on. Yeah, and they feel like there's a big free agent sign, and you know, like, hey, the Colts are interested. Yeah, well, I'm not interested in the Colts, you know, <laughs> because they're really not going to be interested in me because he's already said that. Oh, yeah. man. Uh, so uh, I'm a Cincinnati Bengals fan. Former Cincinnati Bengal. I thought this was kind of interesting. Former Cincinnati Bengal Eli Apple signs with the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> making him teammates with the cheetah Tyreek Hill those two yes. have some sort of a little bit of a rivalry so I would love to see what those practices have been like <laughs> you know they're, they're not going you know I think Tyreek even said something about it. he couldn't wait till Monday after Eli <laughs> signed yeah that is uh, that was Ramsey's going to be out for about what two months right that I believe I, I believe they said early December is what they're playing now. Man, that, that is yeah, that's a shot. I mean, having to sub out Ramsey for Eli Apple, oh mm-hmm. man, that is not great. But uh, that is pretty interesting seeing Tyree Kill and Eli Apple as teammates. I mean, the trash talk those two guys had was you know uh, took over uh, social media. I mean, everybody was invested in that, but. I'm oh. sure they were able to put uh, water under the bridge and, uh, you know, try to yeah. make it the better. Yeah, and, and you know, if, if not, they're going to make it that way out in public. They're not going to trash each other now in public uh, 
other than the little Tyreek tweet, which I thought was just hilarious. Uh, you know, welcome him in my new teammate here. I, I can't wait till <laughs> Monday. <laughs> I, yeah, I bet those pra- I, I bet those practices probably have been very tough for Eli because I mean Tyreek Hill. Like, it's already people already lose sleep about having to see him on Sunday. Like mm-hmm. now you have to basically see him every single day. Oh man, that is not something I would sign up for at all. No, and especially Eli Apple's probably thinking. Well, I, I don't. Eli Apple, he's kind of a different guy anyway. But I'm saying he's probably, you know, if he was a, you know, you know, a normal kind of thinking guy, he would probably be like, yeah, I don't, I don't know if I want to go to Miami. I might sign somewhere else. You know, is, is Carolina available? Could I go sign there or something? <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah, Tyreek Hill, I, I would be, uh, I would be. Trying to look and try to see if I could swap sides every time Tyreek Hill came out the huddle. <laughs> yeah, so can I get some help over top? Like, can we get like a couple of safeties over here, uh, please? <laughs> oh, let's, not do a, let's not do a blitz at all. Let's let's not do man. Let's do some zone. Today. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Oh, so uh, last night the NFL got started with the season. Uh, the Hall of Fame game. The Browns took down the Jets. Uh, how much did you watch any of this game last night? So I watched the first half, and then uh, I realized these are basically glorified XFL players on the field. So I kind of, you know, kind of, I turned it off after a while. But um, from what I did see, man, Zach Wilson—I <laughs> mean, it is not looking good for him. You're playing, like I said, you're basically playing against XFL guys. A lot of those guys are not going to make the NFL roster that played yesterday or last night. Right. And he still struggled. I, I, I feel like, he, yeah, he wasn't going to put up 300 yards in just a quarter or a first half, but you, you got to simply just move the chains. When it's third and five, you can't be slipping outside of the pocket. You kind of need to show your coach who basically – after a year, brought in Aaron Rodgers because he just couldn't deal with your play anymore. Mm-hmm. And not only that, you have guys like Sauce Gardner, who uh, basically was doing a presidential candidate uh, run for to get Aaron Rodgers onto their team. Like it, yep. that was a bit. I feel probably the worst thing of the night scene because everybody has their own reasons to watch. Uh, the Hall of Fame game, but my main reason was to see how Zach Wilson responded to Aaron Rodgers, uh, basically giving giving him the boot and taking the starting spot. But he didn't he didn't show that uh, he was uh, even close to maybe taking back the job once Rodgers done. Yeah, I I didn't watch very much of it. I turned it over and I watched a little bit of it. I was watching the Reds uh, in the Cub, <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah. But I'm excited that NFL is back, and you know. But then I, you start watching it, and you're like, "This isn't. This is. You know, I'm excited that it's here, but it's not what I'm wanting. You know, it's like you said, it's yeah. like watching the XFL back in May. Uh, it's it's football. It's there, but it's it's not the same. Yeah. Uh, but the the Zach Wilson thing, he, uh, you know, is number two overall pick. Is that one of the worst draft classes? I mean, overall, like, uh, if you, you well, know. I'm a 
be a little bit biased because we got Michael Parsons, if I remember correctly. We got Michael Parsons that draft, so. Well, I mean, I mean, uh, like quarterback-wise. Uh, quarterback, definitely, yeah, I, because. Um, you had Trevor Lawrence one, which, okay, he's. he's yeah, that was people knew he was going to be the guy since high school. Yeah. And then Wilson was two, and was Trey Lance number three? Yeah, I think so. I think the – I don't remember – yeah, I think, yeah, he – they uh, – it was going back and forth. Yeah, they chose Trey Lance at three. Yeah, uh, and he – so far he has – he's been injury prone, and he was injury prone in college. Uh, and Wilson, he just hasn't been able to prove it. Uh, and then I think Justin Fields was in that class, and he's – you know, the jury's still out on him. Yeah. Uh, I, running I quarterback. Say, I would definitely be more happy with Justin Fields and his at least play style. That he, he's able to at least play his game to his best ability. He runs yeah. the ball. Like, that's what Justin Fields is going to have to do to be successful. Zach Wilson right. don't have that skill or that skill set. He he's a you know he was the strong arm quarterback that could throw off his back foot or throw in weird angles, and that just yeah. hasn't translated to this le- to the next level. And and I don't think it's going to either. I think that uh, he's probably just going to be a backup somewhere, and I don't think it's going to be with the Jets because he may be requesting a trade for long because he's not going to overthrow Rodgers the next couple of years because yeah he's uh, the quarterback that's his team now. Yeah, that, that's pretty embarrassing for uh, for how old is Rogers? Thirty eight, thirty nine. It's pretty embarrassing for a, a guy that is. Uh, and, and Rogers is still great. He's. I'm not saying that Rogers is out of his prime, but for for a front office to be like, yeah, I'd rather choose the guy pushing forty instead of this young guy that we just drafted, <laughs> number two overall. That says a lot. That says a yeah. lot. You've got to, if you're Wilson, you got to take a look in the mirror and you got to be like, mm, I may need to, you know, try something different here. I may need to work at something because uh, this old guy's coming in from out of town and he's kicking me out of town. And I, yeah. if I'm going to stay in this league, I've got to change some things up. Yeah, I think if I remember correctly, last year he was also talking about, uh, they was talking about he wasn't um, like as good of a locker room guy. Like he was a bit standoffish. Which yeah. Justin, uh, if I remember correctly, Justin Herbert kind of also has that to himself personality, but like mm-hmm. the Chargers still love that, like they love their quarterback. The Jets yeah. did not show that they love their quarterback. It seemed like they were pretty much done with him by the time it was Week Six. I mean, I, I think people was was begging for a. Uh, I'm. I don't want to mess his name. Zach White was he the quarterback for the Jets last year? That was Mike White. Mike White, yes, Mike White. Uh, people were basically uh, was begging for him to get playing time. It's like this guy, yeah. you drafted this guy at the number two overall, and you you're telling me the fan base is begging for Mike White, <laughs> the seventh round or undrafted? I'm not sure. Whatever he was, Mike White from Western Kentucky. <laughs> you want him to come in and, and take over for the number two overall pick? That says a whole lot about Zach Wilson. And 
What was when there a story last year that come out before the season about Zach Wilson where he like slept with his best friend's mother or something like that, <laughs> like a Stifler's mom situation with Zach Wilson or something like that? And yeah, were, people, I think people <laughs> like people was kind of side with Zach Wilson after that that story came out. Like, okay, he's a dog. Like this guy yeah. can get after it. But oh man, no, it turns yeah. out. He, he might he might sleep with your mom's best friend, but he is not the best teammate. Yeah, he's it, it, that dog doesn't translate to the football field. It's <laughs> yeah, it's off the field where he's the dog. <laughs> oh man, uh, well, uh, man, do you ha- Gene? Do you have any other uh, topics or anything you'd like to discuss, or anything you'd want to say or anything on here? Um, I'll leave this as my last thing that uh. It's kind of a bit of my worst thing. Um, the whole, because people, like you said, everybody's just so happy with training camp and preseason starting. Can we relax on Dak Prescott interceptions? I understand <laughs> it is not the best to see your guy throw interceptions in practice, in the game, wherever it is. But it's training camp. Can we relax on that? Like I, I've been seeing a lot of people on Twitter, definitely uh, Philadelphia Eagles fans, fans uh, just bashing Dak about interceptions in training camp. Like it's come on, like this practice. This is where you're supposed to get better. Yeah, uh, there's plenty of time before season gets started for that. Uh, and I mean, is that saying anything bad about Dak, or is that saying anything good about your defensive backs that are getting those in practice? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, that's another thing. Like, like you said, I mean, the Dallas had, at least in the past two years, definitely under Dan Quinn, they've had the best turnover defense, or, or at least one of the top, more top five turnover defense in the past two years. So, you know, bring Gilmore and Diggs, who had 14 picks for career high. Yeah, you're going to throw picks in practice. Yeah, and Trayvon Diggs, I mean, you – that guy's gonna. That guy's gonna get his hands on the ball. He's gonna intercept one, or he's gonna get. He's gonna get beat sometimes. You know, he's one of those yeah. feast or famine guys, right? Yeah, you know I, I mean, you're gonna have to uh, watch Diggs get burnt a few times and have to live with it. But yeah, because he makes up for it with his picks that he gets. Because he, you know, he comes out there and he gets. He makes a pick, but he may get beat the play before. But the next play, he's gonna get that pick, and you're getting the ball back. You know kind of what you have to do with digs there yeah. all right man uh thanks for joining me this week i uh, appreciate it had fun conversation here with you thank and, you for uh, having me this has been a great time i had a great time all right man well thanks and uh thanks everybody for checking it out and uh see you next week later <laughs>